is a special Christmas episode of the Conservative American Message, hosted by the one and only Cam Lau. It's Christmas Eve 2022, and thanks for tuning in for another week of the best politics podcast on Spotify. I love Christmas, and I love wishing people a Merry Christmas. Most Americans, even if they aren't religious, still celebrate Christmas. But there have been some who have chosen to push Christmas aside in the name of progress and inclusion. These Scrooges like to pretend like there are other holidays that matter just as much as Christmas does. Nowadays, you'll hear a happy holidays from people who want to include such holidays as Hanukkah or Kwanzaa into your own celebration. I'll start with the easy one. Kwanzaa is a scam. It's not even really a real holiday. It was invented in the 1960s as a secular sort of Christmas-type thing for African Americans. Its inventor, Ron Everett, who changed his name but now I don't know how to pronounce it, he's a black nationalist who was convicted of felony assault, torture, and imprisonment of women back in the 70s. Most of the people who do celebrate this Kwanzaa still celebrate Christmas. Next. Now, I don't have anything against Hanukkah, but it's just not that big of a deal. It's only a minor Jewish feast, and it's not even mentioned in Jewish scriptures. It comes from the book of Maccabees, which is not even included in the Protestant Christian Bible. A real Jewish holiday would be something like Passover, but these non-Jewish progressives have confused its proximity to Christmas with its importance. Christmas is one of the most important Christian holidays. Literally, it's the celebration of our Messiah's birth. To try and compare it to another holiday that happens to be in the month of December is a travesty. So don't steal my Merry Christmas, you liberal Grinch. Nothing gets me quite in the Christmas spirit quite like pointless, money-wasting big government. Remember the January 6th committee tasked with coming up with a way to make sure that Donald Trump never becomes the president again? Yeah, well they released their final report this week. They are now doing the only thing that they have the power to do, recommend prosecution to the Department of Justice. This thing was 814 pages of nonsense invented by a committee made up of representatives that specifically hated Trump. So it all checks out as super legit. The main questions the committee seeked to answer were whether the Capitol riots on January 6th were an insurrection and whether President Donald Trump incited that insurrection. I can answer both of these for you. An insurrection is a violent uprising against a government. The events that occurred that day were hardly violent compared to these other so-called protests that were happening the same year over Black Lives Matter and such. But much more importantly, they were not rising up against the government. They weren't even armed. Trespassing on government property, sure. But how much could they be rising up against a government in the name of the man leading that said government? If you really want to know what January 6th was... It was a protest against the sham of an election that was run and a plea to Congress to not certify a sham electoral college. But just for fun, because we're all about fun at the conservative American message, let's just say that hypothetically, for argument's sake, that it was a terrible insurrection against our democracy. I ask you, how did President Trump incite it? The evidence that this wonderful committee has gathered includes witnesses from a White House meeting with Trump where some of his staff urged him to concede the election. Trump also made a bunch of Twitter posts like, Big protest, be there, will be wild. And massive crowd expected, march to Capitol after, stop the steal. 
but their so-called nail in the coffin is his speech at the White House, after which the crowds marched to the Capitol and went into the building. In this speech, Trump literally told the people to remain peaceful. But even if Trump had inspired these people, they alone are responsible for their actions. The legal definition of inciting violence is encouraging people to commit a crime. Trump never once told anybody to commit any crimes. He was angry and he told them to protest, but he never asked or implied for anybody to break any laws. So now after this report has come out, Attorney General Merrick Garland will likely prosecute the former president. There's no telling how that one will come out, but be sure of one thing. It will alter the political landscape of this nation for decades to come. But if you're worried that Congress is completely useless, fret not. They also got to hear from the Ukrainian president this week. President Zelensky came to ask us for more of our money. Here he is. Thank you for both financial packages you have already provided us with and the ones you may be willing to decide on. Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. We'll never see a return on that investment. It seems odd that members of Congress can do so well with stock investments, but when it comes to pouring their constituents' money into less fortunate nations, they always jump right in. We've seen this old trick before. America continues to be the lazy parent of the world, dishing out money to our reckless children. It clearly isn't an investment, but it isn't even a favor to the Ukrainian people. We're handing money over to a corrupt government with no strings attached. Since January, we've given Zelensky $18.2 billion with a B. The entire Ukrainian defense budget is only $30 billion. But the worst part of it all, every Ukraine support package has had bipartisan support in Congress. I continue to wonder what happened to all of the Republicans, because that sounds to me like we have none. But there are 265 Congress members who claim to be Republicans. I think it's about time we find some legitimate conservatives who will do what's best for their constituents. There are different strategies for recruitment, of course, but as long as we don't do what the Democrats are doing, we should be fine. What are the Democrats doing, you might ask? Well, apparently they'll take anyone. A friend of mine received a text this week from an unknown number, and this is what it said. Hi, we think a Republican elected official in your county might go uncontested next year. We're looking for Dems to run. Have you ever thought about running? Kate, with Contest Every Race. I want to start by saying that my friend is not registered as a Democrat, and she's 21, I think, at least 20 or 21, sorry. So naturally, she asked, how did you even get my number? And this was the response. We got your number from a list of registered voters. We're reaching out to the Democratic voters to find prospective candidates. What a deal. So this is what the Democrats are doing to find candidates these days. Mass texts to young people who might not even have the slightest clue about anything. Imagine the flaming liberal feminist 21-year-old that also got this text. They're probably going to run for office. It's hilarious to me, but also concerning. I did encourage my friend to run, though. It would really be something to see the Democrats put a Republican on the ballot. If something crazy like this happens to you, please let me know and I'll put it on the show. But that's all I have time for. Were you offended by this podcast? 
If so, we'd love to hear all about it. Hit us up on Instagram at the Conservative American Message and tell us what we did wrong. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate you all. Merry Christmas. Have a great week and stay conservative.